Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Podcast. Today we're going to talk about how to work with your spouse. It used to seem like we were the only two people crazy enough to work together, but as time goes on, we keep encountering couples like us who actually do work together. So while several months ago this episode would have seemed far too niche, today it feels like something that could give plenty of people some things to think about, whether you're just contemplating working together or you already are working with your spouse. Yeah, it's so funny because when it comes to the idea of working together or when the topic ever comes up, people are like, oh, you work together? Yeah, we do. They're like, oh, I could never work with my spouse. I can barely stand being married to them. (laughs) Or the response will just be, I just don't know how you guys could possibly do that. And I mean, that's honest feedback, I guess, but it's just funny. So hopefully, like Meg said, we can get into a little bit if you've ever considered working together we can get into a little bit more on just what the tips and tricks we have and how we survive the day to day. (laughs) Yeah. And we actually just got back from a conference where there were multiple couples working together. So that kind of triggered this, this episode. Yeah. So we started working together back in 2012 and the company we currently work at, Meg started working there in 2010. And then I joined almost exactly two years later. And we literally work a couple steps away from each other. And so we basically have a lot of experience working together going on almost eight years at this point. And yeah, we've had a lot of experiences through there. A lot of good things have happened, I would say. A lot of, you know, stress and tension and other things as well. So uh, really, we just want to preface it with that, that We're not only giving tips on how to work together. We've done it for quite a bit of time now. (laughs) Right. And actually, by mid-2018, we had decided to not only work our full-time jobs together, but also launch my blog together. (laughs) Thisaveragemom.com. Thank you. And by (laughs) the end of 2018, we were like, you know what? That's just not going to be enough togetherness for us. So we came up with the idea for the Fools in Love podcast to be sure we got some extra quality time in. (laughs) Right. So now that we're three jobs and seven plus years into working together, we've mostly fallen into a groove. But that doesn't mean it's always perfect and easy. And as a matter of fact, a lot of the times, quite honestly, it isn't. Right. There are always going to be things that we disagree on because we're just not built the same. Brandon tends to take more risks and he sees things in the bigger picture while I am always looking at the details and the practicality of the plans. And sometimes that can make things a little bit difficult. Right. But I mean, if you truly want to work together and start working together or just improve your work relationship, if you're already working together, it definitely is possible. I mean, we're living proof that you can work together long term, raise a family and still be in love at the end of the day. And yes, I know we're the cheesiest we can be right now, but that's okay. You can gag later. Here it is. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, here's a few things we've learned about making working together well work. One of the things is to set boundaries. We used to get really sucked into work talk 24-7. Any time of the day, it was fair game. When we woke up, we could start talking about it. Before we went to bed, we could be talking about it. 
And it just didn't work. It was just so much shop talk all the time. Right. And you can see how easy it would be when you're obviously working the same type of job or working in the same company. It's really easy for that to just go into everything else. And not only the positive conversations, but the stress is always there when you constantly have it and you constantly can't turn it off. And for me and Meg, that's when we started really implementing a rule where we talk about stuff on the way home from work, so on our drive or commute home, and then we cut it off. And yeah, it doesn't always work. And yeah, a lot of the times stuff does come up. We'll get a late night phone call. We'll have some kind of pressure situation where we have to talk about it. But for the most part, we stick really by that rule and we keep that boundary intact because not only is it counterproductive to just keep talking about stuff over and over and over again, it also saps a lot of the romance and can make you burn out really quickly. Think about it. When you leave your office on a daily basis, it feels really good to turn off the light, close the door, leave your phone behind. I mean, not if you have a cell phone, but you know what I mean. And move on. So if you can't do that, that's really difficult and it can cause a lot of added stress. So we've found just setting that boundary of the communication first and cutting that off and putting that under wraps has made a big difference. It sure has. I mean, I remember plenty of times where back when your parents would watch our kids for us, we would actually still be talking about work as we came into our house and it would even seep into our time with our family. And that's really when we came to the realization that we had to stop doing that. So we would sit in the driveway for another minute if we needed to, but hopefully by the time we were pulling into our subdivision, the work talk would stop. And then we certainly wouldn't do it anymore for dinner, weekends, all those times. Yeah, that's so true. And really, as you're saying that, my my mind goes to this whole work-life balance and the whole idea of a work-life balance. And we've talked about that It's been a lot of episodes ago where we talked about the benefits of having a work-life balance. And I don't know what situation you guys are coming from. That might mean something different no matter what. I think the idea with that is you'd split it 50-50. I don't believe that's realistic. But what I'm saying is as a couple, when you're working together, especially if you have your own business and you have your own company, the whole new set of rules comes into play because you cannot cut off from a lot of things because the fact is... With the podcast, with the blog, we're doing that all as a side hustle. We're doing that all outside of work hours. So like this whole idea of you can't talk about work, well, that's fine with your day job. But when you're working on something with your spouse that goes beyond your day job, uh, when are you going to talk about it if you're not talking about outside of work? It's just about making sure that, yeah, you do need to talk about it, but don't let it pull you down and don't let it take away your whole relationship because it can easily do that. I'm here to tell you it can easily, easily do that if you allow it to. Hmm. You know, I think that as you were saying that, I was just thinking about the fact that we do have to do so much of our side hustle, these late night hours, these weekend hours. And even that though, we still do set boundaries for. I mean, we still have a cutoff time at, you know, 9 p.m. and we still have set aside hours on the weekends where we will and will not work on it. We tend to do weekend hours of the times that our kids are doing naps and quiet times. And other than that, we use our weekends for family time. So even that is kind of the same idea of the boundary. Even though it's three different companies, three different things, we still have time that we make sure that we're still being a couple. 
the way we do that really is we have a defined schedule and we really make sure that in order for this to happen, we don't just assume that it'll just happen. We really set rules in place. If it gets to a place where we're talking about it for more than five minutes, we call each other on it. We make sure that we're not doing that. And then we move on because it really is difficult to cut away. The other important thing I would say that we have found to be one of the probably the biggest things to be able to work together is having defined roles so that you aren't constantly stepping on each other's toes. If you think about a company and you're, whatever it is that you guys are looking into doing, if you're constantly trying to do the same thing, you're naturally going to butt heads. Think about the other people you've worked with in the past. When you're put together on the same project and you're trying to get your ideas through and they're trying to get their ideas through and you're both sitting there, or say it's the complete opposite. You're trying to get your ideas through and they're trying to sit back and lounge. Like It just doesn't work. But when you define your roles, when you define the tasks that each of you are going to do, you stay in, in your own personal lanes and sure, it's naturally going to cross into each other. You're naturally going to have to work together like me and Meg on our other projects. But if you have defined things that you're working on where the other person isn't necessarily involved, it makes the biggest difference it possibly could because you're not naturally, you're not interacting as much as you would be if you're working on the same thing, constantly crisscrossing each other. Mm, that's such a good point because I was just thinking like you really do handle all the social media and all the marketing for all three businesses. And I kind of keep out of your way, not because I'm not interested, but because I know that's like really where you shine, really what you love. And so I'll gladly do some of the more detailed and nitty gritty stuff and let you have that creative part because I know that's really where you love to be. Right. And, and it's important to note too that just like Meg said, you you have to determine where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are. And you have to be able to be honest with yourself where those are as well. Because as I think across the board, there's plenty of things that I do across the board. And there's plenty of things that Meg does across the board that do define like our strengths and weaknesses. But you have to be honest about that. If I want to take ownership and I want to just come in because dominant male role, if I want to come in and just take control of everything... And then not take any suggestions from Meg, not take any advice from Meg, not see that, hey, she might know a little bit more about this than I do, and I only want to go my way or the highway, that's going to cause a lot of friction. That's going to cause a lot of problems because the fact is we all aren't built the same way. We all come to the table with our own unique set of gifts. And so you have to be honest about what your gifts are and maybe what your gifts aren't. And hopefully your partner can come aside you and fill in those gaps and you can work together and have a beautiful thing. I love it. I love it so much. We definitely are into the defined roles and we absolutely base them on strengths because we are very different people and we do complement each other well. And I find that's true in a lot of couples. So probably, or at least maybe that's true for you too. Yeah, I think the next most important step, and we're kind of roll right into it here, is just to be communicating. It sounds so obvious, but you really don't notice how easy it is to get into this day, to get into this week, to get into this month, to get into your task or whatever you're trying to work on, and you just forget to talk. You forget to see what the other person thinks. You forget to just communicate what you'll be working on as opposed to what they'll be working on. And it can lead to, sometimes it can lead to resentment because the other person doesn't feel like you're doing what you need to do. They don't feel like you're bringing to the table what they're bringing to the table. 
But sometimes it can just cause confusion because you don't know what you're supposed to be working on. You don't know what the other person's supposed to be working on. And again, this brings you to the place where you're crossing paths, doing the same thing. And then it just causes a lot of friction and tension where it doesn't need to if you just open up your mouth and talk about what you want to do. And that makes a big difference, not only if you're working together, but in a relationship as well. Yeah, we really struggled with this part for a long time. And it's just because we have different communication styles and we had to learn that about each other. For me, when I am locked into a task, I am just locked into that task. I don't want to be interrupted. I don't want to be bothered, even though it's not really, is anyone bothering me? I just want to complete the task and I want to be 100% focused on that one thing until I can check it off my list and move on. But Brandon likes to just say things as they pop into his mind so that he can just move on from that thought. And we had to really navigate that together because for a while, it was like one of these things where he'd appear at my door and want to talk about it and I'd be all irritated and he'd be all irritated with me because he wanted to get it off his chest and I wanted him to wait to get it off his chest because I was focused. And learning to to kind of give and take on that was quite a process. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it sure was. But we we always talk about like learning your partner and understanding like who they are as a person. And if you're going to work together, if you're going to even consider working together, you better have this down to a T because it is not going to go well if you're not willing to make some sacrifices, make some changes in how you're doing things and changing it up. Because like Meg said, I, I am. I would go to her door and, and I'm the type of person that I just need to dump this out of my brain. I have a bucket. If I have an idea, it needs to be dumped out onto someone or something, <laughs> uh, which as a side note has been usually my iPhone now because I'll record those thoughts at a later time if it's not the best time to talk to Meg. And then we'll talk about it later. But but again, it did cause a lot of friction. And even now it still does because we're still our own individual people. But you really got to understand that your where your partner's coming from if you're even going to begin to try to work together. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we're definitely still learning. We are definitely still learning. And one of the practical ways that we've worked through this, other than what Brandon just said about you know him recording it on his iPhone, is that we kind of determine a little bit of what can wait and what's what's got to be dealt with now. So there are still times when Brandon comes to my door and says, hey, I need you to really stop what you're working or please call me in five minutes when you get to a good pausing place. I know you're in the middle, but find a pause for me and I really need to talk to you. And there is give and take. So there are times when I don't get to finish my task because something else is more pressing. And there are times where he comes to my door and he says, I'll just come back. <laughs> so we really do kind of try to honor the other person's preferences and just give and take a lot on that. Yeah, you really got to have a lot of respect for the other person's time as well because that's the thing when it when when until me and Meg talked about it, I didn't really understand, but it's like if I'm coming in all full bore and I'm trying to dump all of this on Meg, I'm not really respecting her time and her time is just as important as mine. And you really have to respect that as well because it's not just all about you. And I know we're all selfish beings, so it's hard to hear that, but it isn't all about you and what you want. And if you're going to work together and grow something amazing, you're going to have to listen to the other person, compliment each other, and move forward to grow this thing, or it's just going to die. And I'm so glad you talked about listening, because that was exactly where I was going to go. It's not enough to just talk. If you're just talking at the other person about this great idea or this thing that you guys need to do in your business, and the other person isn't in a place where they can hear it, you're not actually communicating effectively. So 
be aware of that. And if it seems like it's not going to be the best time and the other person can't focus right now, you might need to table it or just ask them to please like focus for just a few minutes on this one thought and then you can re- regroup later. Yeah. And, and going right with listening is when this starts to happen and when say it doesn't go that well because it won't go that well all the time and you start to fight or you start to have a lot of friction or a lot of stress and you feel that come on, you're going to need to communicate now more than ever. Because you want to talk about putting a monkey wrench in all of your businesses, like you are not able to just sit and stew and be resentful or whatever else. You're going to have to be honest real quick and you're going to have to stop being polite and start getting real people because... Did we just show our age? We did because the real world reference, because it's just not productive for anyone. Because if if I'm going to sit there and stew and say, well, I'm not going to do this or that for Meg's blog because I'm mad at her right now. How does that help our business at all? How does it help our goals and what we're trying to accomplish? Now, granted, when you do fight, sometimes you're going to need to take a little bit of time. We're not saying don't take 10 minutes, don't take an hour. We're saying don't let it sit there and marinate for days and days and days where you're not speaking because your business cannot afford to come to a standstill because you're having a little personal tiff. I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) A little tiff. I like that. Another thing that's really important for us is just to remember that you're on the same team, which I get. Clearly, we're on the same team. But ultimately, your business depends on you understanding that you guys are in this together. It's not just a me versus him. It's not just a us versus them. This is you together on the same team. Yeah, that's right. And it it is difficult too, because me and Megan are to a place where now it's not only me and her, but we also have employees as well. And the disagreements and the frustrations and what everyone's communicating, really it all boils down to Like we're trying to make this company the best company it can possibly be. So don't let that get lost. If I'm trying to make a firm point and I'm trying to do something and I'm really, really motivated about it, it's not so much me trying to beat Meg. It's not so much me trying to be the right person. It's really me trying to make the company the best it can be. And if Meg disagrees, she's also trying to make it the best company it can be because Again, you're going to have disagreements. We're all human, but you got to remember that person is an ally, not an enemy. They're trying to get you to the place where you want to be. You're all trying to work around the same motivation and same goals. And the funny thing is there is more than one way to accomplish each goal. There isn't always just one right way. So you're going to have to accept that sometimes The other person's way might just be a better way or maybe just the way you're going to do it, even if it's not better, that it's just alternate paths to the same exact outcome. Yeah, you just got to be open. You got to be open to someone else's opinion. And that goes for anything, not just working with your spouse. It goes to working with anyone. Because really what I've learned over time is there's plenty of other people that may not agree with me, but it's not so much them disagreeing with me. It's them having a better way to do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're not going to be 100 all the time and always be able to have, like, be that person to have the best idea ever. You're not always going to be the smartest person in the room, or as I've always heard, or you're in the wrong room because you have to be willing to have those other people around you because 
If you're in a company and you have your spouse, you have them there for a reason. If you have employees, you have those employees there for a reason. You want them to be there to build up the company. You don't want them to be there to be a doormat for you. That's not going to benefit anyone. Right. And if you keep always telling them that it's just your way, your way, your way, guess what's going to happen? They're going to stop providing their way. And you might miss out on a really good opportunity to do it a better, more efficient, easier way. Oh, I love that. I love that. Because I think so often we too, we get caught up on just like the winning and losing. Mm -hmm. I know like whether it's work or just life, like we just get caught up on winning and losing. And me and Megan did this for years and years and years. And I don't even think we knew we were doing it, but it was just like our attitude toward how we approached it. It was just like, well, I just want to win. So I'm just going to get this last comment in because I'm going to win this argument or I'm going to say this last thing. So I get my way and whatever it is we're doing. And it wasn't until we realized that that's like super counterproductive and there's really like no benefit to that for anyone. And we really opened up and started honestly talking and started honestly seeing that, hey, we're trying to get to the same place man, did our eyes open. And we don't approach it that way anymore. We've completely done a 180. We do not do it that way anymore at all. And you know what we do do? Do do. (laughs) (laughs) You know what we do though? We discuss different strategies and options we have. We just dump them all out onto a piece of paper or we dump them out verbally. And then together we decide the best way to proceed, which sometimes it's going to be Brandon. Sometimes it's going to be me. Sometimes it's something we come up with together, but ultimately the best option rather than whoever's pride is going to be the winner. Yeah, that's right. And once you get to a place, I mean, a lot of you might be coming to a place where you're just considering working with your spouse. But eventually, my guess is your goal would be to have a company big enough to have employees. And this is where it becomes even more important to have that united front. Because if me and Meg are sitting there having an argument and we're like, making our employees worst case scenario take sides or whatever else or not giving them what they need because we're we can't give them all that they need because we're in an argument together like you have got to have a united front you have got to be on the same page in what you're saying and how you're communicating because if you don't do that it's going to cause so much confusion not only for you two but for everyone else who works for you Mm, yes and speaking of a united front You need to, and this might be the most important topic of the day, but you need to be a couple first. You really do. Yes, you're running businesses together. Maybe you're running a side hustle together, whatever you're doing, but you're still a couple first. Don't ever lose sight of that. It is easy to lose sight of it, but you have to, you have to not do it. You have to just decide that it's way more important for you to be in a marriage relationship, in a, in whatever relationship you're in. And you have to decide that your marriage is more important than your business and that you still are going to choose love first every time. Oh, man, that is so true because we get so caught up on the goal. And usually the goal is, you know, making a certain dollar amount, is taking your business to the next level, is doing this, that, or the other. But understand what Meg said that doesn't happen. If you're not a couple first, if you don't have a solid foundation with your relationship, you should never consider working together. I'm just going to say it bluntly because that is the first step in doing this and trying to build this up is having a solid, firm foundation where you can lean on each other, where you're your own, each other's own number one fans. Because if you don't have that, if you don't have that romantic couple relationship, 
your relationship's going to fizzle and it's just going to be a business transaction really quick. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say, well, you could work together if you don't care about actually having any type of relationship and you just want to be business partners. But if you do enjoy your marriage, which I'm sure most of us probably do, and you want to work towards a better marriage and more fulfilling marriage, then yes, absolutely. Work towards that couple first. If you are in a place where it's been a hard day, a hard week, a hard month, whatever it's been, then just go back. Just go back and say, you know what? This is the person that I enjoy spending time with. How can I step away from this work stress, from these anxieties, from all this overwhelm, and just remember that underneath all of that is the person that I love, the person that I chose to spend my life with, and let's get back to that. Man, that's that's so true because you just can't get to a place where it, your motivation is only money, where your motivation is only growing your business. Because that is important. And if that's something you're working toward, that's great. But like also more important is your family, is your spouse, is your partner, is the reason you all started this. Like, why did you decide to go into business together? Why are you considering going into business together? You need to remember that. You need to write that down. Whether you need a mission statement or something else, you need to go back to it monthly if you need to, to remember why you are doing this. Why are you starting down this path? And I'm sure at the end of that, it wasn't to ruin your relationship. But if you're not putting your relationship first, that's exactly what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you know, I would argue that probably most of us start these side hustles, start these businesses together to help other people. And that's a really noble and honorable thing. And I think that's a great, great thing. But if you're going to help other people and neglect the people that you love the most, then is that even worth it? Is it worth it to go out and help a million people? If at the end of the day, you're miserable and everyone around you is miserable and you've helped no one that you truly, truly love and chose to spend your life with. Ooh, mic drop. It's getting real up in here. But that is so true. And honestly, it, it'll bleed through no matter what. Even if you have a facade, even if you are getting to a place where you're miserable and your relationship isn't where you want it to be, like that's going to bleed through to your work too. So don't kid yourself and say that it's not. The other thing with this is just making sure you're spending time apart. And I know that sounds a little counterintuitive, but like you want to make sure that you're getting some time for you and you're getting some time to individually work. Right. I love it because we're like, be a couple. Now go apart. <laughs> but it is it is super important. We have three jobs together, you guys. We have one car. We have two kids. We have a lot of togetherness. We have so much time together. And if you work together too, you also have a lot of time with your spouse. And it's important that you still get to be yourself too. Right. And how me and Megan do this is we both love to run. And so a lot of nights, every other night, honestly, one or the other of us will be going for a run and we'll get an hour or two hours of time, depending on how long the run is, out to do our own thing. I personally go out every Wednesday night and play basketball for a couple hours. I just get out of the house. It doesn't have to be working out either, though. It could be going on a play date with another friend or going just out to a sports game with someone. I mean, you can do anything across the spectrum, but don't let work and relationship and everything else weigh you down and not have your own individual time. Right. And I love that you mentioned the play, late, play date because tomorrow I'm actually taking the kids to a play date and it's going to be really fun for me because i I love this. I love this other mom. But also, it'll be nice for Brandon, too, because he gets to spend time at our house with without anyone else. And he has alone time, just like I have friend time. So it's really cool to just 
be able to have those different scenarios where you get either alone time or time with, you know, friends or buddies as the boys call it. But we just do those kind of things so that we each have an opportunity to be apart from each other. If that's separate with our kids or just alone, alone, either way, just making sure that there's still time to be an individual, still time to spend time with others that aren't each other. Right. And that, that includes spending time apart when you're working too. Like I said, if you each have your own individual things, you each have your own defined things, that's naturally going to happen and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. We do work very closely together, but there are also mornings where I'm like, hey, I never even saw you this morning. And sometimes even that's just a good thing just to have some personal space to get your stuff done. So... Yeah, that's right. And really, if you're considering working together, if you already are working together, you know a lot of this stuff to be true. The fact is, me and Megan have worked together for quite a long time, and we've learned a lot, a lot of what to do and a lot of what not to do. Understand that it is possible if you follow some of these simple tips and tricks, but also understand it will be difficult. There will be hard days. There will be hard months. And you got to just fight through it and remember why you started this all in the first place. And even seven years in, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. We still have days where we're learning and growing. And that's kind of the point, isn't it? It's kind of the point that we're always learning and growing. That's exactly why this podcast exists. This is exactly why we've chosen to live the life that we're living. So today, we hope that you're encouraged. We hope that no matter whether you're ever going to work with your spouse or not, that hopefully this has given you some ideas of how to just be better and how to grow and communicate and love and just be a great couple. Hey, B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear.